as I sat down to record this podcast, for the first time I was able to look in analytics and see that podcast number one of Grey Matters is published and people are viewing it. I, I don't know what they think of it yet, but we're live. So this is the first podcast that I'm recording after we've actually published our first podcast. There, there, there. That's, that's exciting, isn't it? Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Steve Dotto here. How the heck you doing this fine day? And welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us with a touch of gray. This is our third episode. It's only our third episode of the podcast. I'm thrilled that you're joining us. Now, in episode two, in our last episode, I talked to you about why I love webinars. And I do love webinars. But this week, I want to cut to the chase. I want to get to what a lot of you are thinking about, and that is revenue. I'm going to share with you eight money-making ideas I have for you in the online space. But before I get into that, I kind of feel that early on in the podcast, I have to spend some extra time setting context. So humor me as I do that now. Now, to be honest, I'm not sure if this is really for you or it's for me, but I need to figure out the tone and the voice of this podcast, and we need to get it moving in the right direction. Uh, now, one of my biggest goals is I want you to realize the opportunities that content and online marketing represent. And I want you to discover where your passion is. What is it they call it? Your zone of genius. Where your zone of genius intersects with all of the opportunities that the online space represents. Now, if you haven't heard that term before, zone of genius, uh, it's a term I read in Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. Uh, this book is about overcoming our limiting beliefs. It's a great read, especially if you're at that transition zone in life where you're really considering your future, your future, your future. But the term zone of genius, that's what should really resonate with you that came from the book. It's, it's where you find your core competence, what you are best at. All of us have these different zones. We're good at some things, we're not good at others, but there is one, we've all got one area that we just really feel at home. We feel it's our place and it's our strength. He does a far better job of explaining it in the book. I'll encourage you to read that book uh, and have a look. We'll have links in the show notes, uh, but I'm, I got off topic. I went down a rabbit hole. Let me get back to, to what I was talking about, which was setting context for you for the podcast today. One of the things that I'm going to be doing, oh, at least for the first few podcasts, is I kind of feel like kind of we're moving a great big object. We're trying to get you all moving in the right direction. And I kind of feel like I'm almost kind of working back and forth, nibbling at the edges of the entire concept of content marketing and all of the different opportunities it makes to kind of slowly move us in the right direction so that we all understand the, the fullness of what it is we're talking about. So as I say, I'm going to be kind of nibbling around the edges, touching on this, touching on that, and then hoping that 
in doing so, you can start to create the linkages that are going to lead you to your own personal aha moments on the whole online marketing, content marketing, personal reinvention side of the of, of the equation. Before I get into talking about the eight ways of making money online, I've got to give you a little bit more context, which is where I'm coming from in, in this entire process. And I think this is a really valuable conversation to have right now. When I first went through my transition, let's call it that, shall we? When I went from my traditional career in, in traditional media, and I converted to an online person, to developing an online presence. I had some real struggles finding money, uh, figuring out how to earn money online. I got to tell you, it was tough. It, not just financially, but personally, as far as my self-worth, doubting myself. And it even it drove me into a bit of a depression. Yeah. So those of you who are right now looking at your what you're doing in the world and then recognizing that you are going to be reinventing yourself for this online space. The early stages of this journey can have a really devastating effect on your self-worth and your confidence. You have to be prepared for this. You're, the, this, is, this is not a, well, for some people it might be, but for it's not a smooth transition for us all. So let me, let me fill you in a little bit more on my personal perspective on it. So I have, of course, I had a lot of success in my career. I had, you know, had a television show that was very successful. We ran for 16 years on syndicated television in Canada. So I, I'd done a lot right in my career and had a lot of success. But when I transitioned and first started trying to build my online business, I couldn't make a right decision to save my life. Here I was, I guess I was 53 or 54 years old, and I saw all this potential in the social media marketing world of content marketing. And I was excited about all of these new opportunities that my eyes were being opened to, but I couldn't find any success. And it frankly put me into a tailspin. It was the lowest moment of my professional life. And yes, it did spill over into my personal life as well. I ended up racked with self-doubt. So, self and my health was actually going south. I could feel it. You know, you know what I could feel? And I don't know if this will make sense to you, but I could feel that I was losing myself. I didn't feel the me that I knew had succeeded in the past. That was the quote unquote winner, Steve. I was having this self-doubt Steve that was just, just consuming. A big part of my ego, big part of all of our egos, is tied up in being successful. So after 15 years, I mean, I owned my own TV show, big success. I ended up talking to a doctor, and I actually ended up doing a course of antidepressants because I really lost touch with myself and lost traction. But I did one thing that was right. I stayed the course. I kept trying, and I kept learning and things did turn around. So as you go through this transition, if, if it goes smoothly for you, don't worry about it. I mean, good for you. But if you do face tough times, recognize that we are many of us have gone through that as well. And there is light at the end of that tunnel. You're and you will find it. Uh, but I won't, I won't tell you the story of how I actually turn things around now. We'll save that for a future podcast. But I did stay the course kept learning, improving. I consumed every bit of information I could, podcasts, webinars. I took courses. I kept hustling and I kept learning. And for me, success came down to money. I needed to earn some money. Show me the money. Isn't that such an iconic phrase? But that was 
that was such an important point for me. Show me the money. Show me that you can make real money in this online space, Steve. Show me that you can make money to support my family, to feed us, to house us, to keep us secure, to help build a nest egg for real retirement or whatever the next phase of retirement is. Show me that money. So let's do that. Let me get back, let me get into now showing you the money. Now, I, I, I've kind of come up with eight ways that you can generate income from content marketing or from running an online business of the sort that we're talking about here. And now this is by no means a comprehensive list. It's a list of ways that I understand the process of generating income and I'm going to share it with you. But don't worry if you're walking the dog now or doing the dishes and don't worry they have to get a pen and paper out. I'm going to have this entire list in the show notes and you're going to be able to find it at any point in the future if you just visit dototech.com forward slash gray three. All of our podcasts are going to be named that way. So dototech.com forward slash gray three is going to be where all of the notes are and all of the supporting content from today's podcast. Now, before I jump in though, I do will ask you a favor. Uh, if you find this podcast valuable, if you find gray matters, valuable, entertaining, enlightening, helpful, well then please leave us a review. We're really in our, in our embryonic stage of growing this podcast and viral sharing, getting it out there in the community is essential to us. And on iTunes, the best way for that to happen is for people to publish, is to give you a review and to give you whatever the five, the star ranking of how good the podcast is. That helps iTunes recognize that this is valuable content and they will help to share it for us. And of course you can share it yourself as well. So make sure that you tune in each week that you've subscribed on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, but also please share a review. Let's get into these revenue sources. Let's talk about them. Uh, as I say, there are eight and almost all of them you can leverage or you can access regardless what type of content marketer you are, regardless if you decide that you want a YouTube channel, you want to have a podcast, or you want to write blogs, or you want to do live streaming or webinars, or all of these different ways of reaching out and sharing content with people, almost all of these models you can set against it. And the first and really lowest hanging fruit is advertising. Now, when I did my TV show, we made our money through advertising and sponsorship. And it was a hard journey. I mean, we had to go and we had to negotiate deals. We had to pitch agencies. There was a lot of work involved in getting advertising and sponsorship on our TV show. It's not so hard anymore. Now you concentrate on getting viewers and eyeballs on your, on your properties. Google as one of our partners takes care of most of the rest of it. They have a program called AdSense, which allows you to place a piece of code on your website, which will then deliver ads to your website that are relevant to the type of content that's being served on your website and the type of people that come to your website. It's all part of how Google search and Google analytics works and how Google knows what people are looking for and Google knows who is looking for information. And it, it, it all works kind of together with all of that analytics information that is happening. And Google places ads, relevant ads, automatically on your website if you choose to. And you're paid a tiny percentage of money when people do that. So if you're willing to give up space in your in your delivery mechanism, you can generate revenue. Now it's not going to be a lot of revenue with any of the Google AdSense properties, but it is a baseline revenue that you can start with. And if you generate a lot of traffic, it can indeed add up. Now AdSense isn't just banner ads and ad and relevant ads on your website 
or on your blog post, but also it's how we generate revenue on YouTube. So if you're creating YouTube content, you then sign up for the AdSense program. Now your YouTube channel has to reach a certain threshold of 4,000 hours viewed in a period of time and I think 1,000 subscribers. You have to hit some metrics as far as that goes. But at that point there, you'll Google will automatically, or AdSense will automatically, if you sign up for the program and enable it, will automatically start inserting ads in your videos. And you choose whether those videos, those ads run before your video or in the middle of your video, and whether they're uh, fixed length or uh, you know the click-through ads that you can gain access to. But some content creators can make significant income from that AdSense. Most don't. I'll be 100% truthful with you here that most content creators don't make great money but if you can come up with a niche, if you can deliver content into a niche marketplace and deliver good, compelling content that generates good traffic, well, you can make reasonable baseline money, consistent revenue coming in, and it's fairly passive. So ad revenue can generate some reasonable income. So that's advertising, number one. Number two is probably my favorite to get started with when you're just beginning, and the easiest way to make money at the start of your online journey is through affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing works in so many different ways. Uh, Amazon has an affiliate program where if you review and recommend products, people click on your link that you provide to purchase the product, Amazon gives you a small commission. And it's a very small commission on that purchase. And that's kind of the baseline start of the whole affiliate marketing game. But that extends through to other products and other services. You can be affiliates for online courses. You can be an affiliate for software tools and productivity tools. So you can be an affiliate for anything where you help people discover and make a purchase decision. And where that happens, if you are in the place where you're doing content marketing without you're helping people make purchase decisions, then there's a good chance that you can attach an affiliate opportunity to that content. Now, there's a lot of different factors. We'll actually do some webinars, or not webinars, some podcasts directly on affiliate marketing because there's lots of subtleties and it's a fascinating space. But for many content creators, affiliate marketing is one of the best models for creating revenue. I mean, if you uh, just off the top of my head. You know, we've got some people in our community who are, uh, they spend all their time traveling about in RVs and sharing with people what the light RV lifestyle is. What an ideal opportunity. Every time they recommend a product or show any product that makes their life easier, adding an Amazon affiliate link to that product means that they can make a little bit of money when somebody chooses to purchase it. And they've done a solid for both sides. They've helped Amazon promote the product, but they've also helped others, their people in their community, make a good purchase decision because they've tested the product out. Now, also be much slimier than that where you're just basically promoting almost anything that comes along that will make you money. But if you're from an erstwhile perspective that building trust and actually giving good recommendations to people to help them make good decisions, affiliate marketing can be a terrific way of earning revenue. The next way is using your reach, using the connections that you make and the information you share and building some sort of a traditional consulting business out of it, whether it's a coaching business or a consulting business, an ad hoc getting hired on a project base, uh, consulting work from your content marketing community that you build is a viable option. And most online marketers have a portion of their revenue coming from consulting to others in their area, especially, or I shouldn't say most, but many do. It's a great option. Now, similarly, 
the idea of creating online courses is, in my mind, one of the most compelling online revenue models because you put in the work to generate a course. You actually help people with the course. You teach them valuable content. And for us baby boomers, for the, for the gray zone, we've got so much experience that we can put down into an online course and we can share. And then the opportunity for that to then become an automatic revenue generator, an evergreen revenue generator, where it's being promoted to people and people are coming into the course and taking the course, learning the skills that you want to teach. Uh, oh, it's Online courses to me are, they are the most important real revenue factor in my business. Uh, they are the, if uh, we go back to the very top of the podcast when I was talking about when I turned the corner in my own personal online journey, uh, it was through the development and delivery of an online course that saved my bacon when I was facing, when I was really at my lowest point, it was an online course that lifted me up. So online courses to me are uh, just a, a magic part and we'll be spending a lot of time on this podcast over the next years talking about techniques and ideas and concepts around online courses. Steve's a big fan of the online courses. Online courses show you the money. They will show you the money. And then there's the fifth model is sponsored content. So unlike uh, the affiliate marketing model where you're paid if somebody purchase it, purchases a product, sponsored content are brands or products coming to you and asking you to create some specified content for them or recommending their product in some way. And that can be a blog post. It can be, you can, we have, we can have sponsors attached to this podcast. We're in our early days with this podcast, but in, at some point in the future, we'll be bringing you messages from our sponsors who want to have their brand identified with our product. At least I'm planning for that as part of our, as part of our growth model. So sponsored content, be it on YouTube, be it in blogs, be it in podcasts, be it in live streams is another great opportunity. And that is a more mature opportunity. Once you've developed a community, a larger community, uh, a lot of these other ones, you can start earning revenue with smaller communities, things like affiliate marketing and consulting you can do with a fairly small community, even selling online courses. But once you start getting into sponsored content, you have to have some reasonable numbers and show the potential partners that you are a serious player and you can get their message to the constituency that they want in reasonable numbers. The sixth area is a fascinating area, and that is becoming an author. Now, we know that you can publish your own books now using Amazon, and it's easier than ever, or, or self-publishing in a variety of different ways. It's easier than ever to actually publish a book, and getting on some of those lists is just kind of, is really social media hacking to get on the different bestseller lists. So that all can happen. But what about making real money from a book? Is that really possible? I believe it is. It's an area I've been spending a lot of time looking at because it's an area that really intrigues me with this entire uh, gray matters road that we are on here at Dottotech. Um, so I've been exploring it in great detail. And what it comes down to is if you develop a platform, if you have a solid online social following, be it in any of the networks, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, if you have a platform that's related to the content of your book, you can pretty much predict that your book will be successful if you are serving that community correctly because you've done the proper job of building what they call in the book world a platform. You've got a platform, you've got a community that's waiting for your book. Not only is the community theoretically waiting for your book, but they've become a resource in you creating the content for the book. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can leverage the content as you or, or prepare that community for the book as it's about to be published. But be, being an author in the social and content marketing space is a definite 
path to significant revenue. It is something that you can make money on. It's not just vanity. It can also be a show me the money thing. The seventh is probably the least upside, but the most stability in the making money in the online space. And that is working within the gig economy, finding jobs to do that you are good at and being hired to do them by others. And there's different platforms where you can step into and you can be a part of everything from an Upwork where people hire freelancers to far more specific job boards where you can write for people, you can edit, not just edit words and copy, but you could audio editor, podcast editor, video editor, you could you could edit and create content in a variety of ways. You can do accounting for people or you can manage their online services. You can support them in a variety of different ways in a VA capacity or other uh, marketing and sales capacities, whatever your core competence is, you can make that available for hire in a virtual sense in the online space and work as a part of the gig economy. Now, as I say, that's not going to earn you the kind of money that developing an online course could potentially earn. But for a lot of people that are considering this transitional phase in their life, they might be looking for a small amount of income, but a high amount of engagement. And they want to be still be relevant and they want to be engaged in the world and they want to be giving back to a certain extent. So the gig economy as our seventh revenue model is not the highest dollar value, but there's some very appealing aspects to it from a personal and a satisfaction point of view. And the final and eighth revenue opportunity of this abbreviated list is membership sites and online communities where you actually charge people to be a part of a community where you're pouring a large amount of content into. So sites like Patreon that I use quite extensively in my with my Dottotech brand become great opportunities for generating revenue. And you can be far more granular and specific where it's you have inner circles and, and training programs that you bring people into that they pay on a monthly basis to be a part of your community and have access to you and all the different wisdom that you happen to be sharing at that time. So that is the eighth model. So somewhere in that mix of advertising, affiliate marketing, consulting, online courses, sponsored content, becoming an author, a gig economy, uh, the gig economy, or membership sites. Somewhere in that is an intersection with your experience and your capabilities and the type of network or the type of content that you want to produce, be it YouTube, be it a podcast, be it a blog, be it uh, live streaming content. I believe ultimately many of us are going to be working with several different one of these revenue models. We're going to have, like when I look at my business model, uh, I have the advertising, the affiliate marketing, the online courses, the sponsored product, the sponsored content, and the membership sites are all current parts of my revenue model. And I'm seriously considering becoming an author. I'm seriously considering writing a book and delivering uh, that and adding that to the revenue mix. And I don't intend that book, if I do write it, I do not intend it to be a book that is a vanity book that's just so that I have my name on the dust cover of a book, but instead I expect it to contribute significantly to the bottom line of my company. So most of us will embrace several of these different revenue models. And there are others as well. But the key is opening your eyes 
to the opportunities and, and, and starting to recalibrate your expectations and, and start to place all of these opportunities against your experience and the ones that fire your imagination. I mean, one of the things about that I noticed when I was in the learning stage of discovering all that content marketing could be was I very quickly discovered the areas that I got excited about that I, and they were typically areas that I could excel in. They were areas that I could make a difference in. When I first saw online courses, when I first kind of figured out what all of the different pieces of online courses and began to understand the nuance of what was involved in online courses, I got oh so excited. And I, and to me still, that is a, a skill set that I know I can fall back on and I know will always be a terrific revenue generator if I put in the time and the effort and the energy to deliver an online course, it's just, it's just gold as far as we're concerned, because uh, it, it pulls so many different, uh, the different aspects that we're strong at in, in together. And for many of you, I think online courses will indeed, uh, be one of the strongest players uh, as you move ahead. Now, as I was preparing this podcast, uh, I, I was struck by one thought and I just want to kind of wrap things up with that thought. I don't know yet in the, as we're only in our third podcast, I don't yet know the level of engagement that you, the, the, the community that's listening to the podcast has some of, I don't know where you sit on the road, uh, to, to, to reinventing yourself, to content marketing, to becoming a part of the, the online community and building your business online. Uh, but, and I suspect that you're at, at various points on that journey. But regardless of where you are on the journey, especially if you've not yet started, here is a piece of advice that I want to give you is there's no better time to start than now. And it doesn't mean that you're going to start in the full, you know, in the deep end of the pool, you know, developing and delivering an online course right out of the gate, but starting to build your platform, starting to get your chops in your network of choice, starting to write that blog or create that podcast or starting to record some videos or starting to record some tutorials that you might be, that, that you might ultimately turn into an online course, developing the chops, the technical chops you're going to need to develop the content and then starting to serve that content into the social platforms that work for you. So you can start to build your bona fides. You can start to build your community. You can start to understand the world of social marketing more intimately and understand how your voice is going to resonate with your audience. There's no better time to start than now because the revenue is going to take time. Uh, right at the top of the, uh, of the podcast, I talked to you about the struggles that I had in the early years. And I spent over two years not earning very much money in the online space. Thank goodness I was still in demand as a, as a keynote and professional speaker. And I had a few other gigs going on the, 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 that I could, that I could generate revenue with because if I hadn't, I would, I don't know, I would have been destitute. I think I, I needed, I needed a grace period to ramp up until online started to pay and started to carry its own weight for me. And so that's going to be the case for all of us. So if you don't need the money right away, you should still start right away in developing your online presence and developing your online space and figuring out which of these places you are going to excel in. You're going to reinvent yourself. You're going to start a side hustle in. And if you do need the money, well then of course, just nose to the grindstone and get with it. Uh, but regardless, you know, if you're, if you're five years away from retirement and just starting to think about it, well, 
don't just think about it. Start to do a few things to set yourself up for success when the time comes. Start developing those chops. Uh, that's the kind of the thought that I had as I was wrapping up my notes and getting ready for this week's episode. So that's it. Uh, all of the notes from today's episode are going to be at dototech.com slash gray three. I look forward to your comments and feedback on the, if you visit the website, there is a comment section there. So I look forward to your comments there as well. We've started up a Facebook group. It's a group that you have to apply to enter, but I encourage you to sign up for that group. That's where we're going to focus a lot of the conversation, uh, for now. That's one of the things about having a podcast is I'm not too sure exactly where the conversations and the that I should have with you, the community should be. So either on our blog post right now or in the Facebook group, it's the easiest place for me to know that I'm getting, that I'm, that I'm engaging in a conversation with you. Of course, if you've not yet signed up for our newsletter, drop by the Dotter Tech site, sign up for the newsletter, and then just replying to that email address will always get an email through to me. So if you have comments or suggestions, I look forward to them there. This is our show. I look forward to your feedback on our show to make our show that much better. This is this is an iterative process between you and I. I'm starting, I'm feeding you some content now. I'm looking forward to your feedback on what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you want less of, and we will make Gray Matters an awesome experience for both of us. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming the castle.